Welcome to Believe in Baylor Football. I'm Gio Gennaro, current Baylor student and sports writer for the Baylor Larry. I'm joined by my co-host here. I'm Christian Beard. I'm a former Baylor offensive lineman. And he was an absolute dog. All right, hey. let's get this started. Chris, what do you see from this team this year that separates it from other teams in the past? You know, this year especially, you know, my former years and the years before that is, you know, no knock on, you know, our offensive line before everything. <laughs> they, they, were, they were great. But this year, especially, I see the offensive line as being something that's going to, I think, elevate the team past the point that even they were last year. Uh, and the D-line as well. You got the quarterback. He's all comfortable. You got the O-line. You got the D-line. You just have a lot of parts of the puzzle, you know, really fitting together. One thing about our offensive line, last year we were debatably a top five offensive line in the nation. Great. Mm -hmm. And I think we're maybe even a little better this year because all those guys got another year under their belt. We have some six years, some fifth years, you know, a lot of seasoned vets on the on the line that are going to be good. And our defensive line is also nasty. Oh, yeah. Nasty. Oh, uh, yeah. Nasty. We just put out a story on them on the Larry called the Three-Headed Monster. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. Yeah, I mean, with those fifth, six years and everything else, I mean, multiple teams do have that under their belt. But I feel like Baylor especially, so many guys came back even with opportunities in the NFL opportunities to, you know, kind of get their professional career rolling. I mean, they, they came back, they're here, they're bought in. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be one hell of a season. For sure. So what do you see from the, the new starter, Blake Shapin? What do you see from him? What do you like from him? You know, he has three starts under his belt. Uh, last year, he, he played in a lot of games, right? And he proved himself plenty of times, even before that. But just especially that big 12 championship game, um, I think game. we saw, yeah, I think we saw a quarterback that is fully capable to take control of the team, you know, lead the team, get everything, you know, get everything rolling, you know, just mm -hmm. get, get everything under control. And I think he's a, a leader. I think he's proven that. And I think having to question the, you know, what the quarterback situation is, is not something Baylor should really have to worry about this year. Uh, like I said, the pieces of the puzzle are all there and it's uh, yeah. usually we don't have the leisure of not having to. Uh, question a certain position mm -hmm. especially the quarterback position the past couple of years it's always been you know new quarterback can he do this well uh Shapin's proven himself and For sure I think we have all the answers we need and it's just up to that first game to see uh our, our identity and um what we can do for sure so I think a big thing with it is that we, because like you said we have so many good pieces uh, we have a good defense and our line both lines are great and mm -hmm. I think a big thing is is that he's a quarterback that's not going to lose you games you know what I mean there's there's quarterbacks that can go and get you a win at any time but there's also quarterbacks that can lose you games he's not going to make any big mistakes he's going to stay calm under pressure he's going to be a good leader if everyone else is clicking we'll be fine that being uh, said in the big 12 championship he proved to me that he is a quarterback that can win us a game he, oh yeah he came out with the record setting 17 straight completions you know what I mean he Mm -hmm. He looked good and he can throw the ball. He has a beautiful throwing motion. Oh beautiful. man, exactly. Consistency is key and in, in every position, consistency is key. You don't need a lot of superstars. You don't need a superstar when the team, you know, 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense are just consistent because mm -hmm. if you're, I mean, obviously you're playing as a team, uh, you're not relying on one guy to make all the plays. I don't think Baylor really they have a lot of great players, but we don't have, uh, just that one guy that you're like, oh, you know, give him the ball. He's going to make the play. I think there's multiple people that can do that. So just having the options open is going to be harder for defenses to scheme against us and especially uh, offenses to scheme 
you know, where to get the ball, where our weak points are. Cause I don't believe we have uh, many weak points. Yeah, I agree. I don't see many weak points on this thing. Backup quarterback, Luke Anthony said this, and I'll insert the quote right here. So our viewers can hear it too. Right off the bat, when I saw Blake throw it two years ago for the first time, I was kind of like, wow, this kid's just got, he's got like exceptional, like twitch kind of the, you know, you see guys like Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson where they can kind of just like throw it from any angle, super, you know, Different arm angles, lightning quick release, a lot of velocity. Um, it's not necessarily like a power thrower like some of these guys that you've seen in the past, but like just a really good twitchy thrower and like kind of saw how smart he was and sad. After hearing that, how do you feel about him being compared to Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson's of the world? It's an honor, obviously, for, you know, to have those comparisons. I mean, those guys obviously win games. They're great. They're legends just about. But just to have the confidence, not just from, you know, people like us, the fans, but his own backup is saying that. I mean, I think that's huge. And I think that shows that he is a leader and people, you know, his teammates respect him. And yeah, he can play, but he has the respect from his teammates as well. And they'll, you know, he'll lead, they'll follow. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's nothing but good news. Which is huge because in all the fall camp media availabilities, all of his teammates and receivers and everyone just spoke nothing but high praise for him. Dave Aranda said he was really impressed with his throwing motions and stuff like that. He said that he stepped up as a leader. And another big thing that I think is going to really help him is that he's won over the people, the Baylor fans. He's definitely won over. And it's kind of similar to the, the Jacob Zeno situation. And shout out to Zeno because that's my guy. Mm-hmm. He came in Big 12 championship, performed at a high level. Uh, obviously, he had the whole game to play, unlike Zeno did. And he won the hearts of the people. I feel like that's going to be big come home games when the student section's packed and the way all the Waco ins are there, you know, for the games. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. and it's, it's going to be easier for him to get in his groove when he has 42,000 people, however many McLean fits just cheering him on. You know what I mean? And that's, that's huge because I remember being at games where at Baylor games where they were shouting for the backup quarterback to come in. Mm. <laughs> uh, we want Gary when Charlie Brewer was starting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? That sucks as a quarterback. Yeah. So. I mean that, that obviously the confidence, is going to be there. The fans are going to, you know, reciprocate that, you know, we would hope so. I I believe we will. So you have the confidence from the fans, the coaches, the teammates. I mean, it's, it's just a really good situation. And I think that's why I think Baylor is in a position to be better than they were. If they play the way they're supposed to play, uh, the way they can play, the way they were, you know, taught and they, uh, they can do it, can win this, the whole thing. For sure. So that's another thing I wanted to get into. Last year was an historical season for Baylor. First 12 win season, Big 12 champs, Sugar Bowl title. How do you feel we're going to do this year compared to last year? Uh, Do you think we're going to do better or worse? Definitely believe we're going to do better. And um, I think the bar should be set higher than what we had last year. The pieces of the puzzle are there, you know, even more than last year. So I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be shooting for a run at the playoffs. Uh, For sure. And I agree with that. The only thing, and I, I'm really big on this team, and I think that we have a lot of bright spots, and I don't think we have a weakness, but our road schedule is crazy. Mm-hmm. Our road schedule is hard, man. We have a tough schedule this year. It definitely was not made for us to have a cakewalk to the playoffs. We're definitely going to have to scrap every game if we want to win. And speaking of that, I, w- I want to go through our schedule with you and see, and we're going to kind of go game through game if you want to yeah, do it. Went through loss, and I'm going to share my screen with you here. All right, and starting with Albany, and we'll come back to this later to, you know, this game's coming up. We'll, we'll touch on this a yeah, bit, yeah. but just what, what do you see from this game? And who, yeah. who's, are we winning or are we losing? 
I mean, we're we're definitely winning. Uh, we got to win. If if we don't win, you know, it's going to be rough. Everything after this, I don't know. <laughs> Albany is a game that we should, you know, get out everything, all the missed assignments, uh, everything that they did in fall, you know, in fall ball. Uh, run those bread and butter plays that uh, that we should have down. You, you know, the ones that you can just go to. No one messes it up. It's not complicated. They've been running it constantly you know it's mm -hmm. it's they know they know the plays that i'm talking about about five run plays five pass plays uh that should be enough to to get us a comfortable lead and then this is the type of game that you need to get your depth in uh mm -hmm. so your backups they need to get in they need to get that confidence of playing in front of everyone they need to have that confidence of uh of being able to run those plays and if, if they get that down the depth can then easily understand you know, the tougher plays that maybe the older guys can run more consistently. This is mm -hmm. a game that we should definitely, definitely just get a comfortable lead. And the benches Our, should be cleared after that. The benches <laughs> should be cleared. Exactly. The benches should be cleared and uh, they should be able to, you know, have fun, ball out. And that will be amazing film um, in case anything happens in the year. Because like I said, we do have the offensive line and defensive line and everything, all those pieces, but people do get hurt. So a, a great team has to have great depth. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't think this is where we get the Blake Shapin show. I don't mm -hmm. think the Blake Shapin campaign starts without me. I think it starts at BYU. I think, like you said, we get a comfortable first half lead. Second half comes around, benches come out, and we, we go from there. We, you know, we check out our depth. We, you know, we run the, the basic plays. And I think that really, I feel like the season really starts with BYU. Oh, yeah. The BYU Baylor game, I mean, that's an identity game. You know, that's where we set the tone. That's where we see who Baylor is. That's where they see, see who they are and truly uh, what we need to work to play at, a, you know, need to work out the kinks and all that to play at a high level. For sure. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. And on the road, that could easily end up in the L column for us. BYU is definitely not going to be a cakewalk. And I really think that BYU is going to be kind of nasty this year. And I don't mean like, top five top 10 nasty which they could get to but i mean consistently ranked and yeah and being it's good teams it's one of those deals that you're going on the road and then once again you got to be not just a home team you got to be a road team it's a whole different preparation um i mean you're a little fatigued from the players are from having to travel you know mm -hmm. having to do all that uh getting used to i mean you're going to Utah, so the, the time zone, everything else, mm. it should be at least the weather should be nice and crisp. They're gonna, hopefully <laughs> we're flying around. It's not 105 degrees. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if something's going to play in our favor, it would be that it's going to the weather, the, the temperature. It, mm -hmm. They're not in Texas. BYU is kind of like the Iowa State game as well. I can definitely see us splitting these games on the road. I don't think oh, yeah. we win both, but I don't think we lose both. I think if we lose to BYU, we'd be, you know, and vice yeah. versa. I think that those are both going to be tough games on the road, but that will at least pull one out. And those are both tough places to play. I mean, uh, BYU's fan base is they show up, they're loud, they're going. So does Iowa State. And Iowa State, notoriously, whenever Baylor goes to Iowa State, it, it's tough to win. Mm -hmm. um, so those are two games that they, they could, we could drop one of those, but hopefully, you know, we learn our lessons and then it's, then it's tough from there on out. For sure. Dropping the early ones are better. And I think Baylor has a kind of a, a track record of dropping some early ones, maybe some easy ones too, that 
and early on and then they kind of just get their head on straight after that and i'm yeah. sure david rander would tell them a new one <laughs> yeah after that the play continuously gets better through the season uh For sure. that's what i've noticed which is which is the most important thing. For sure. And I think I think the two biggest games of the season are going to come in the Big 12 championship rematch against Oklahoma State and then the against Oklahoma in our ninth game at Oklahoma. But uh, what do you think of those two games? Oh, man. Oklahoma State-Baylor came to a, a, an inch of who was going to win that game. Like, an it inch. literally came to an inch. An inch. So this is going to be one, I think, a primetime game uh it's gonna be an awesome atmosphere we got it at home uh so that's that's huge but obviously that one is not going to be easy at all and i think osu and baylor both are top contenders for you know topping the big 12 so sure. that's going to be a a great game um obviously but man like for i said sure. it came to it came to an end it came to an end and i think i definitely think it's going to be a dog fight but i will say i think baylor is going to take it just because it's tough to beat the bears at mclean oh yeah the bears oh, at yeah. mclean are just a different a different animal you know so if i had to put money on it i would say baylor's taking that game but it's going to be a dog fight and oh it's gonna, exactly gotta be if, if an inch is what you know decide the last one well you know we got at home we we got and, all I think we got a better team. Uh, it's going to be close. I think it'll come down to that type of situation. For sure. A game-winning field goal or a touchdown. But uh, these teams will be ready for each other. It'll, for it'll sure. be a great game. I think they're both determined to beat each other because oh, yeah. OSU has a redemption arc that they, they want to complete. And Baylor has a – no, we're proving that last time wasn't a fluke. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> that, we got a little we didn't, need, we yeah, we didn't need that inch to beat you. We were going to beat you either way. That – I think that both teams have something to prove, and I think it's going to be a dog fight, which brings us to Oklahoma. Right now, we're the ninth and 10 spots, and we're playing in Oklahoma. Tell me your thoughts on that game. So playing at Oklahoma, obviously, you know, a historical place, uh, a tough place since I can remember to play at. You know, it's it's been it's been a place that people go to, and Oklahoma is is a team that can win at home. Uh, they always have been. Sure. Um, so once again, we're further in the season. That's November 5th. We'll know, especially by that point, what the identity of our team is. Are we a, you know, just a team that wins at home or a team that can play on the road? I don't know quite if Oklahoma is just from last year, how much they have have gotten better compared to us. I feel like we've retained more of last year's team. Um Mm-hmm. And if I'm right, Baylor beats Oklahoma at Oklahoma. But once again, those mm-hmm. Oklahoma teams are going to be tough to conquer. That state essentially is going to mm-hmm. be is going to be a tough thing to do. How much do you think uh, the departure of Lincoln Riley is going to affect Oklahoma this year? Oh yeah, first year coaches too. I mean, there's always hiccups in that. It's later in the season, so that team will be so much better than they were, say, the first, second, third game. I think we'll get the full force of like what Oklahoma is by that point. So that just makes things even tougher. If we had them earlier, I'd feel way more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't, I don't think this OU team is going to be the OU teams that we've seen in the past, but I definitely think by the time that we play them, that they're going to be at their best. We have to play tech on the road, which I also hope that we win because I have a friend of tech who well, I will never hear the end of it. If, <laughs> if we lose to them, but it's going to be tough coming off back-to-back road games Oklahoma's going to be at their best, I believe. And 
I can definitely see it going both ways. And I can see Oklahoma beating us in a lot of scenarios. And, and that's another one that I think is probably going to be a dogfight. I don't see either team blowing the other out. I don't see it being a shootout. I see it being a, a hard fought dogfight. You know, I agree. And back to that Texas Tech game. I mean, Texas Tech fans are they, they know how to talk mess. Your friend, of course, is going to be giving you a hard yeah, shout time. Out, shout out to Damien. <laughs> October 29th. Uh, and hopefully Baylor could shut him up, but I, I don't know. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> coach McGuire, who's a former coach at Baylor, is the head coach at Texas Tech now. And what worries me is that whatever Texas Tech's record is at that point, once again, it's a team that's going to be, you know, it's going to be later on in the season. If they have those hiccups at the beginning, more is going to be straightened out by that point. And Coach McGuire knows Baylor. He knows these players. He's had all these players. He knows any weaknesses down to like a single player. So he'll try to exploit that. Kind of, you know, worried about that game just a tad bit because Coach McGuire can, out of all the games, he'll be able to scheme Baylor extremely well. That's kind of a trend I see throughout the schedule. There are a lot of losable games. Our road schedule is very hard. We have Tech on the road, West Virginia, Iowa State, BYU, Oklahoma, Texas on the road. That's a tough road schedule, and there's a lot of losable games. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's going to take a really focused and hungry team to come out on top the way they did last year. Maturity is going to be everything for this team, which luckily we do have. For sure. But I think a team that's older, more mature, a lot of games under their belt from past seasons, they have a better chance on the road. Mm -hmm. While Baylor does happens to have one of the toughest road schedules in the country they're going to hostile places mm. nothing's going to be a cakewalk i think we're in a good spot for sure and i definitely see a lot of maturity on the team and i know i've got i don't know these guys personally but i've gotten to speak with a lot of them in different press conferences and whatnot and they come off as very mature like they come off as they handle themselves well they answer every question with a lot of thought and a lot of you know no, no nothing bad and they seem like okay this guy knows what he's doing and i think a lot of that comes from the coaching uh, Dave handles himself is the way that the team handles himself. You know, and it starts from the top down. I'm sold on this team. The more that, because that, that translates. Your oh, personality exactly. and your mentality translates onto the field. And so the more I'm around this team, the more I'm, I'm buying into this is a nasty team. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, they you, you see how they carry themselves on the field, off the field. They have all those little, all the little things are taken care of. And when they're not focusing on the little things and those are all taken care of, they can focus on the big things, just focusing on these teams. There's no, there's no uh, distractions. Uh, it, mm -hmm. That's what it seems to me. You see them out there. They're all one unit doing everything right. If there's a year that they can handle a road schedule, I truly believe this is the one. Yeah, I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be a good year. And like we were talking about, this team has a lot of good pieces. Like, I don't think this team has a weakness. And I think it's should be preferred that way because there are other teams like, well, besides from when RG3 was here, when we had a, a crazy star player and stuff oh, yeah. like that, which like last year, I don't think we had a first round pick, but we had more pick more players selected in the draft than any other school in Texas. And that oh. to me, that speaks volumes. Oh, yeah, exactly. And shout out to Clay Johnston. He had 20 tackles against uh, the New York Giants in their preseason <laughs> game. So there's yeah, crazy. there's guys that I've played with and that uh, the years before, you know, after me, they're on on rosters and they've made teams they've been playing in preseason games so that just shows that there's a consistency of nfl talent mm -hmm. and a consistency of just really good solid play for sure and i, I think that's going to go a long way having a team rather than we have players you know we have a team exactly yeah if so 
we don't have that superstar, right? We have the ability to spread the ball, show the love to everyone. That's good for all the players. I think we have multiple wide receivers that we can mm-hmm. give the ball to uh, in the running game. Uh, I know we've, we were heard obviously a lot on the running game. That's, I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest deal is our running backs. Trusted Ebner gone. Uh, Abram Smith. The, Abram Smith. I mean, we had so many that we could choose from. But like I said, we got a good offensive line. It doesn't matter who you have back there. They just got to hit the hole. Exactly. And I think that I don't think Baylor goes away from their motto, the whole pound the rock thing. They're going to oh, continue yeah. to pound the rock with that offensive line. It, like you said, it doesn't matter who's back there. They're going to keep that people on their toes. Shaping is going to make some throws and they're going to it's going to be good. I think they have a balanced attack and their defense is great. I think the defense oh, yeah. is going to be good. And they, the defense actually um, they started this thing that they were telling us about called uh, robbers and jackers, I believe. So it's kind of oh. it's going to be their version of like the 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 Miami uh, turnover chain stuff like that. I like so, it. So they said, um, I forgot which coach came up with it. Um, they they're telling us about it in fall camp to kind of motivate the secondary and then the linebackers as well. So anytime you get a turnover, it's called robbers and jackers. And I don't know if the I don't know if it's fully fledged out yet, but they're they're telling us about it and they're like that's going to be their thing this year. So so I think and that's cool. I think when you have. Uh, the fact that you can even create something like that shows to me that the team is is a team that they yeah. that they're bonded well that there's a lot of unity on the team that they they can compete with each other while competing with themselves exactly and that just shows that they're having fun as well i mean you got to have fun out there if you're having fun you're loose you know you're just mm-hmm. you're just playing football you know what you're doing you don't have to think you're just you're just having fun so mm-hmm. i mean that's also a huge a huge deal it's just guys know what they're doing and then once you know what you're doing you're not nervous you're having fun and, and winning games. Back to Albany. Obviously, we got them this weekend, season opener at McLean. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Well, what do you see from this game? You don't want to disrespect Albany. It's none of that. But we're a top 10 team. And the FC, the first game of the season, the FCS team, we should be able to just handle it. You know, not look too far ahead. We shouldn't be looking ahead. Focus on, on this game. If there's problems, we're going to know. Yeah. And it should be a tune-up game. That's what these yeah. first is supposed to be a tune-up game. And I can definitely see, I can see it going rough because last season, I think we played Texas State. That was rough. We had a rough Oof. first game. Obviously, we came out of it better and it was good to be tested early, but we had a rough first game. And I would like to see us perform better this year in oh, that yeah. first game. And I know they're probably, you know, in the film room mentioning that, like, don't don't do what we did against Texas State. And <laughs> and I believe there's so many guys that have played now and everything else. I think mm-hmm. we should be, it, it, there shouldn't be a Texas state situation for sure. Uh, we do have Texas state again. And like I said, they're going to be a tougher than the FCS team, but like those games, top 10 team, we just got, we got to be a top 10 team for sure. And I definitely think it helps that our first game this year is on at home. Oh, yeah. And I think that'll be good for everyone to kind of get the jitters off, you know, get the, get the nerves pumping, you know, oh, yeah. the and student they, section. They've been, they've been playing against, you know, they've been competing against each other, hitting each other the whole time. So I know they're just ready to get out there and, and just get after someone else. That's not their teammate. So I know that feeling it's, it, they're, they're going to be ready. They're going to be excited regardless if it's a FCS team home opener at McLean stadium. Uh, it, it, regardless, it's going to be a good time. For sure. And I, I was going to ask you, what you think the final score would be, but instead I'm going to ask you this. At what point and what quarter do you think Blake Shapin heads to the bench? I truly believe after midway through the second quarter. <sighs> wow. I think we're, we got a yeah. three touchdown lead 
and we're going to start putting in those other guys and we're, we're going to get to see the future as well mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, but second middle of second quarter is what I believe. Uh, you don't, so you don't think he's seen the second half? No, no. Hey, that would be great. I, that would be great. I, I think, um, I think mid to late third, okay. I think is, is what I would guess, but who knows? I mean, we could, we could be wrong and that he could be in from start to finish yeah, or let's, let's hope we're right. Yeah. He could come out <laughs> in the first quarter. You never know, but I think, I think it'll be a good game and I think it'll be a good, like you, I think it'll be a good show. I think it'll be good for the, the jets to fly over McLean and the students oh, yeah. to run the line and everyone to kind of be like, okay, this is our team. And then season really starts against BYU. We'll be back next week to recap the Albany game and move on to BYU. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back soon with more Barely Football. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.